This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. I am 66, a year and a half out divorced. Um, and I'm dating on a couple of apps and I sort of stumbled on your show sort of circuitously. I think from Jay Shetty listening to Mark Evans and Mark Evans talked about you or vice versa. I'm not sure, but so I kind of, and I know your show is typically for people maybe younger than me, but I've actually learned a lot. Um, I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. Um, just sort of as you see, your show is just sort of what you say that people, you know, we're going to laugh together, cry together um, and, and, you know, kind of help each other, build each other's up. So I've really enjoyed that. I'm smiling so big right now. And that means the world that that has been your experience. So thank you. And I'm so glad that you found me and now we found each other. And I'm so excited for our conversation because I feel like there's a lot that you've experienced that you've learned that, you're able to share with us. But I also feel like being a year and a half into this new journey of yours, there's a lot for you to still learn. So it's a really interesting place to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, I, I sort of have a joke. I'm in education, but one of my jokes is always be learning, you know, ABL. And um, I apply that to, you know, dating. I think every, um, interaction I have, even if it's not uh, joyful or great, is still something I can learn about myself. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's really what it's about is, you know, being your best version. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely a journey, though. (laughs) Yeah, that is absolutely the best mindset to have. So I'm really proud of you for having that. And I know sometimes it's harder than other times to still feel that way. But you do what you can. We do what we can. So how long were you married for? 
I was married, so I've actually been divorced twice. Um, the more recent marriage was, um, we were together 15 years, but we didn't live together um, supposedly because of his work, but I don't think that's the whole story, um, kind of looking back, but um, it never is, right? But uh, But we lived apart for about the last six years before we called it, basically. Wow. In those six years of living apart, did you think that, or, or at, at the time, were you like actively working to try and fix it? Or were you thinking like, this is the beginning of the end and we're just kind of going our separate ways, but like not diving into that? Yeah, that's a great question. We, I don't know. He never really, I mean, this was part of why we broke up. He never really shared. So I don't know what his point of view was. Um, I think it was almost like we were on a honeymoon, you know, we would get together every two or three weeks, you know, you, I didn't, you know, in hindsight, I don't think this was the best choice, but at the time I didn't want to bring up, you know, relationship stuff. So we would just sort of have a great weekend, you know, I'd make a great dinner or we'd go out, we'd, you know, play. Um, so it was sort of like, you know, a long distance romance, um, and then during the week and a lot of weekends, we both just did our own things. So I think it was somewhat um, reinforcing to, so it's sort of like fake breakup, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we didn't really have um, emotional intimacy. I don't think we really had a lot of trust. I remember um, I caught COVID and uh, I know everybody did, but um I remember a friend said, did you tell, tell at the time, my husband, I was like, why the F would I tell them? And then I realized that was so telling, you know, because I was feeling like, why would I even tell my life partner? Like, you know, and that's- That I have literal COVID right now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's not what you're in a partnership for. Right. Wow. What did your friends think- about the two of you being in this situation where you're living apart for so long while still being married? Mm, you know, that's not, that's a good question. I suspect people in my cohort, friends don't tell each other as much as people in your age cohort, like kind of buttonski a little more. So true. <laughs> um, a couple of them were worried about it, I think, and they kind of expressed that. A couple of them, frankly, I think were um, a little envious because I got, to, you know, like it wasn't, you know, I could do whatever I wanted if I wanted to have popcorn for dinner or, you know, go to a movie with some girlfriends or go hear live music or whatever. You know, I, I was kind of living my best life, honestly, <laughs> without <laughs> any intimacy, but, you know, there yeah. was drawbacks. So I think a few people were envious. I think a few people were nervous. Um, so... Yeah. Going back to your first marriage, I feel like we're going to jump around a lot, but there's so much I want to know. What, how long was that like? How did you meet and what led to it ending? Um, so we were together, um, probably about, about the same time, about 15 years. Um, I think, um, I'm actually glad you asked me this question because I think a lot of the reason I got married to him was because, you know, I had sort of done my, went to school, did my career, started, okay, now you get married. And we had been dating for a while. And I think, I think, I don't, again, I don't know what his story is, and I'm sure he has one, but I, it was just sort of like, I don't even think we thought about it very hard. Unfortunately, looking back, I think we were just like checking off the boxes and this is who I've been with. So we might as well just, you know, get married. And um, we did, I will say we were, well, I was very mindful about having kids. Um, I think he was, uh, what's the term now? People say Schroeder baby. But I think after we had kids, he decided, and he was a terrible dad. And my the, my kids would tell you that he is a terrible dad. He was a much better husband. And he left pretty soon after the second kid I was born. So. Oh, wow. Did you have kids in your second marriage as well or just the Yeah. Two? Hmm. No, we were both, we had, we both had our, um, he was also had been divorced. So we both had our, basically my kids were younger. Um, 
they were 10, 13 when mm -hmm. we got married. Um, and so. Got it. It's interesting that you bring up that like you got married kind of because it was just like that next step, that next thing to do, because I'm in such a phase where I have like weddings every other weekend. And anytime I open Instagram, someone else I know just got engaged. And obviously like I'm not like, I'm also, I'm planning a wedding right now too. And it's like divorce rates are higher than ever. And it's so weird to think about like the reality, unfortunately is not all of us are going to stay together. And some of the weddings I'm going to, like, that's just going to be their quote unquote first wedding. And there will be another wedding. And it's so weird to think about because you can't predict the future and nobody knows what's going to happen. But I do think there's something to say for this is it's what felt right for you in the moment. And I imagine you were happy with that decision at the time. And I guess that's like what we can hold on to that. If it feels right and you're happy, then yeah, of course you never know what's going to happen, but it is so weird to think about. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I don't know. And maybe at that time I just wasn't because I feel like I'm pretty mindful now. I don't know why I was so asleep at the wheel with that one. Um, but I was, but I truly, you know, I was happy and it did seem like the right thing to do. And I did, but I didn't ask a lot of questions. So I hope mm -hmm. people listening to shows like yours or, you know, think it through. I mean, but you, but you're right. You never know. I mean, love yeah. is always a gamble, right? To open your heart to someone, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and we continue to all do it, right? There's always this hope springs eternal. We all want to be in love and have a committed partnership. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, are, are you able to pinpoint a time between, your two marriages, maybe the time in between them and now, um, when you were the happiest? Um, I'm pretty good at being happy. Um, and even though I think that's a little bit of an odd word, but I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased with myself. I've always sort of dated myself. Um, I've always, been very lucky that I don't, I haven't worried a lot about what other people think. Um, I know, you know, I hear a lot of people say that that's sort of, you know, a constant thing. They feel judged or rated. And I have been very blessed that I don't kind of haven't gotten stuck in that too much. Um, so I, I've, I mean, I feel like I've lived a very rich and, and content life. Um, and, you know, truthfully, and I think this has something to do with the, the two men I picked in the past, I kind of like being alone. I like, I'm kind of, um, I mean, I've had a couple of guys say, you're pretty strong. And some of them said it like I was cheese, like <laughs> not really, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you're really strong, um, but I am pretty strong. So I think, you know, I'm trying to be definitely more aware that I need somebody strong, but also to pick somebody that I can sort of um, interconnect with and not just be completely independent. And I think I sort of, in hindsight, I think I picked men that weren't, were probably had some attachment issues. And so, but I think I did that sort of on my part, I think I did that so I wouldn't have to have too much intimacy. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. 
And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yeah, I think a number of people listening to this, myself included, have a history of doing that as well um, and struggling with their own attachment issues too. But it is really so interesting what you said about like people saying that you're like strong personality type of thing where I remember like I've always been very extroverted and, and some of my friends too have very strong personalities and we always thought of that as like a bad thing. Like, is somebody going to think that we're too much for them? But at the end of the day, we want somebody who, yeah, maybe maybe for some people we are too much, but at the same time, that means they're not enough for us. They're not somebody who can see all of the wonderful things that come with a strong personality and that can balance us out or put us like put us on the pedestal that we need to be put on when we want to, or let us shine through. And so I love that you brought that up because for so long, I think so many people have thought of that as a bad thing or a negative or, oh, someone's going to think it's a red flag if I speak my mind or if I'm able to do something on my own when it's actually such a beautiful thing. It just takes a long time and it takes the right people telling you that for you to realize it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, how many men are worried that they're too strong or come on too much? Like, I, I feel like that's something, you know, that our society has sort of put on us. You know, we as women, it's okay for us to be powerful and own that power. Yeah. Um, speak our mind. Absolutely. If you could go back and tell yourself either either time or both times prior to getting married, one piece of advice or not even advice, but if you could just go back and have a conversation with yourself, what would you say? Um, I think for my first marriage, I definitely would have, you know, wished I had, and I, and I, you know, I mean, I hear people in sort of your age cohort, my kids are pretty much in that range. And I have some, um, women that I'm friends with that, you know, and I, it's just very hard 
you just are on this track and it's just so hard, but I wish, you know, I had said, you know, you don't have to, uh, maybe the best thing would have been, you don't have to set any goals for a year. Like you just need to be, you know, and just sort of see, because I do think, um, you know, and then comes a whole baby thing. Like, I just feel like you just, and I don't know how much of that is cultural. I, you know, I do know, I mean, I didn't know if I wanted kids and I decided at some point I did, but I also know that biologically, I feel like it's easy to start craving kids. And it's, um, you know, I just think if I could have said to myself, just take a year off, you, no goal setting at all for a year, because you know, I feel like you, when you're in your 20s, you know, maybe late teens through maybe even 35, you're like, okay, I have to, this is the weight I want to be. And this is how many times I want to go to the gym. And, you know, I want to have this career and I want to have this, you know, dollar amount and I want to have this, you know, ring. And, and then, like you said, I mean, my kids and, and like I said, women in your group, there are so many freaking weddings and there's most of them are just insanely, even for people that probably can't afford it. They're insanely big. I mean, they've taken on a life of their own. I don't Every know single that- thing you just said, you like pulled out of my brain, <laughs> like straight out of my brain, my experience, you are speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really crazy. I really, I think there's so much power in that concept of like not setting goals, not having expectations and just, just living and just being and seeing where that leads you and allowing that to kind of guide what happens as opposed to there's the societal pressure to get to a certain point by a certain age in every aspect of your life. But then what I struggle with is comparing myself to my expectations of myself. Yeah. And I'm the one putting those on me. I'm the one putting that weight on my shoulders. Yeah. I think for most people, definitely that's where it comes in. I will say the pleasure of being older is it, it feels like you, in some ways, you know, you obviously don't have as much time, but you feel it, time feels also infinite that, you know, obviously it isn't, but I feel like, you know, I don't, I think when I was younger, I felt more like mistakes were, were more, I don't know, maybe more powerful than they really are. And, you know, you reach a point where you're like, okay, what mistake haven't I made? So that it's somewhat liberating. And, and you just, I also feel like, and I don't know if it's more because I practice mindfulness or part of being older or both, but I feel like now things will unfold in their own time and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. What has dating been like on that note for you in this past <laughs> year and a half? Because I, a part of me like feels bad for you <laughs> that you have to like ex- go through modern dating. Um, part of me is wondering like how, I know in your email, you mentioned Golden Bachelor. And I'm curious if that has started conversations among people that you're going on dates with about just your dating culture. And I, I have so many questions. So just start wherever. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> Um, even when it's not a fun date, I really try to learn something about myself. Um, most, and I also try to take care of myself in the sense that, I mean, all the things I think people tend to do, you know, make sure you go somewhere that you feel safe or, you know, that is, um, you know, open or, you know, the parking or whatever, but I try to pick places, things I want to do. If the guy is asking me, um, you know, then I'm like, yeah, here's a restaurant I like, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm always trying to uh, get a twofer that at least if I, you know, the guy isn't the one, at least I'm doing something that I like to do. I, I like to play outside a lot. So I've gotten a lot of boat rides, canoes, kayaks, hikes. Um, so I got a good activity, you know, I may not have gotten my next lover, but <laughs> yeah, but you're still, you get to have fun. Exactly. And so I'm, I'm putting that. I haven't, have I talked, I don't think I've talked to any dates about the Golden Bachelor. I did laugh. I was like, should I wear an evening gown for our meeting today? Because <laughs> Could have made like a virtual green screen limo to come out of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did think about that, but I don't have one. But um, 
that has been interesting. I don't, I can't, I, I know it's a TV show and producers and all that, but I, I can't really understand. I'm just gonna be honest. I can't understand grown ass people falling in love and, like six hours or less. I, 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 I just like, and like, maybe, you know, maybe that's a bad thing for me. Maybe I should start trying to do that. Do you think it's maybe more for them, like the idea of finding somebody at this point in their lives when dating hasn't worked out? And some of these women I know have been either divorced or widows for maybe 10, 20 years and so maybe it, for them, it really is like this idea of here is somebody who does want a future and maybe they want that future with me. And like just being more in love with the idea of finding somebody as opposed to actually him. Yeah, I absolutely think that. And that's one reason why um, I'm kind of treating dating as a game. Like, you know, I like keep, I mean, I'm using the apps. So, you know, try to keep a, you know, little stringer of guys that I'm talking to a little bit going on a date or two, you know, once a week, every other week, something just kind of keeping it moving along. Um, but I do think, you know, and I, I, I did this once between, um, when I was, before I got married the second time I was on an app and I did it once this time and I was kind of aggravated with myself, but you know, when you start emailing back and forth or you're still in the app and you know, you start, I don't want to quite say, you know, it wasn't sexual, but it's very intimate and you feel like, oh my gosh, this person really gets me and I really get them. And you start getting the tingles and you're like, oh yeah. And then, you know, for whatever reason, they don't want to meet and then you meet them. And, you know, I think that's why sometimes work crushes are so hot because you know, it's not going to pan out. And so you just, it's the fantasy, right? That's what's so hot. And I wonder, yeah, kind of getting to your question, I wonder about that, you know, with these people, they they haven't had a fantasy in 10 years. And so this is like, you know, kind of evoking that. And I'm sure, you know, being there with all the other women and getting dressed up all the time and being in your like A game, it probably does make you feel like, okay, I got to do this, you know, I got to, but it, it just seems so bizarre to me, really. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. 
They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Yeah. You mentioned emailing. I have to stop and ask, are you on dating apps exchanging emails with the men you're talking to? Like, here's, like, here's my email address. So I'll do the app a few times. If it looks like we're really like connecting. Yeah. Then I'll do either. <clears throat> Honestly, I really would rather call and I kind of try to get them to do that, but if not move to texting or emailing and then meet, um, I've kind of learned, um, I mean, I've heard, um, what's his name? Cats talk about it even. Um, about that too, but it's just so true. It, it just, it, I don't know why some people just want to text or just want to email. Like, I don't, that to me, that's not dating, but you need to keep yeah. it going and you need to go yeah. ahead and meet. And for me, honestly, I need to, meeting quicker to me is better. Like, I don't want to pussyfoot around. Um, the okay. sooner I get to meet you or even talk on the phone, that you can get a lot out of a phone call. Agreed. What is, your experience with the dating pool? Like, what are these men like? Are you finding that there are men that you would or could want to be with? Or are you finding that there's not enough options? What's that experience been? Yeah. Um, most of the men I've got out with are really nice men. Um, but I would say most of them are pretty sad. Um, and I think, it's gotten to the point where I feel like being a widow is a yellow flag for me. Um, and it's not because I don't think they're not capable of love, but I feel like, and you kind of saw it on the golden bachelor. I feel like if you're not a widow and you're dating someone who lived with the same person for 45 years, right? Some of them, it's just, I don't know. You're, it's not that I don't think I'm going to marry somebody or I actually, I don't think I'll probably marry anyone, but it's not that I, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> it's not that I don't think I could have, I mean, you have to, you know, we, all of us are coming with a five piece set of Samsonite. Right. But what are you doing with it? And it seems like, like one guy, um, he and I, we hit it off. We really, you could tell we both liked each other. We had, you know, something, something going on and we had gone out three or four times and I just, I wasn't, I wasn't even in my head yet with this. I just said it. I said, I kind of wish you'd gone out with a couple of other women before we met. And he gave me the weirdest look. And 24 hours later, he called me up and broke up with me. And it was actually very brave, a very courageous thing. And I told him so. But he said, you know, he said, you deserve somebody who's more present. And, you know, his wife had passed away. It's probably been, I don't know, several years. But he wasn't really ready to be present for me. And at least he owned that, right? But so, 
Yeah. It, it adds so many more layers and yeah, even like dating in your twenties, we've all had our own trauma and so much shit that we've been through and that makes it hard. Plus having kids losing a spouse, like there's so much more that it's so hard to find someone where you're in that same mindset. You're in the same place. You can complement each other with all the stuff you're bringing in to a partnership. It definitely makes it hard. Yeah. And you do, I feel like you see more couples together who both are widows, mm-hmm. you know, to get remarried. I think maybe the widows and stick together more and the divorcees stick together more. I don't yeah. know. You mentioned your second husband had also been divorced before, right? What was dating like then when you were divorced with two kids? Did you find that being divorced or having kids made it harder to date, made it more difficult to find someone who was in a similar place? Or was it pretty clear of like, okay, well, people will either accept me for me or not? So I didn't even tell people that I had kids unless I started really liking them. Like that wasn't in my ad or anything. Um, I went out with several men who told me, yeah, the bitch won't let me see the kids. And I'm like, yeah, I got, I got that at home too. So no, you know, that was, (laughs) yeah. Um, and you know, I was very, like, I never introduced my kids to, you know, anyone. I mean, I, I probably dated my ex for a year before. No, I, I, he knew after three or four dates, but I, you know, um, but I just didn't think it was anybody's business. If, you know, if we started liking each other, then I told him, but I, I just didn't want to have that in my ad. I didn't want, I didn't want to, you know, pull for any pervs, honestly. Yeah. How did your kids feel about you getting remarried and then getting divorced? Um, they're actually relieved that, um, their stepdad and I broke up, um, which is kind of sad. Um, and I don't think they were, I think they were, they were hopeful when we got married, but I think they were a little, um, what's the right word? I think they were a little tentative and, you know, um, and one thing he did, which at the time seemed like a great thing is, you know, he, he had had a stepdad. So he was very, he was like, you make the rules and I'll back you up. You know, so that seemed, you know, and I, and I think that was actually the way it should be. Um, you know, and if we did disagree, we did it in private, but we didn't, he didn't really, I won't say interfere, but he didn't really, he was more the fun parent and I was more the, but by the time we got together, my kids already knew what the rules were. You know, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, we already had our family vibe going. So, you know, he didn't change that. Yeah, that, that's got to be hard for someone to come in and A, come in with their own set of rules or this is how it's going to be. And I'm sure that would rock so many boats. Um, so I'm sure that, that was a good a good method there. Are your kids involved or invested in your dating life at all? Oh, they think it's, um yeah, they, they think it's a hoot. I mean, they're like cheering me on. They want to, you know, they want me to, you know, find somebody and be in love. Um, you know, but they're not like worried, like, you know, oh my God, you know, it's not like pathetic that moms doesn't have a date. You know, they think it's just cool that I'm putting it out there. Um, they're, they're, they've always been my biggest fans, which is wonderful. Did they help with your dating app profile? Um, yeah, yeah. One of them did. Absolutely. And, um, it's funny. I've been telling, um, now my, one kid doesn't really listen. It's not very, doesn't listen, I guess, to podcasts much, but the other one does. And, and so I've been telling her, I said, you need to listen to her, even though she is in a committed, um, very lovely relationship. Um, but I wanted some of her and her friends to listen. And she's like, okay, now I guess I'll have to download it. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yeah, guys, tell all your friends, tell, tell everyone, you know, um, that's so cute. What, apps are you on? So I'm on Match in our time. I tried um, eHarmony for, I don't know, six months, a year. And I, I really didn't, that that didn't um, get me much. So 
I really, and maybe I can come back on if I do this. <laughs> I really, I'm saving my money, but it's kind of expensive, but I really want to use a matchmaker. Mm. But it's very expensive. But I, I think that would be, because I feel like people that do that are very committed. I feel like a lot of the men are not really, I don't know what people are doing on the apps. I don't, I can't quite understand. Yeah, it is really a wild wild west there. I completely agree. I think a yes, using a matchmaker is incredibly incredibly expensive, which does mean that b the people you would meet through them are also for the most part going to be looking for that same thing. So I think it's a great option if you know exactly what you want, and you know you do want to find somebody and it's like it's just an investment. Think about all the other aspects of our lives and other things we invest in like is investing in yourself and investing in somebody for your future. And I think it's a great idea. It's just finding the right one and then narrowing down and, and hoping, really trusting them to find the right people. Yeah. 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 So one of your kids is in a committed relationship. Is the other one single or in a relationship? Oh, no, actually, they both are. They both are? Okay. Great. They both yeah, and it is kind of funny, you know, your your family all ha is hooked up and you're not. It's, that's kind of interesting, especially as a matriarch. Yeah, you're you're the single one at the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's saying, "Where's your plus one?" <laughs> um, what is your wish for them? Um, you know, I felt like I raised them better than I showed them. <laughs> um, so I, I remember when they were really young, I talked about, you know, I made it kind of simple. You only want to hang out with people that treat, treat white staff well, don't angry drive. And, you know, in some situations, you do need to be broken up with your family. Like, you know, there are trauma families and, and violence where, but you don't want to be with somebody that just talks ugly about their family or their, you know, it, it's okay to have to have, I mean, it's not okay, but for some people, the best thing is to be separated from your mother, your dad or whatever, because it's not healthy. You know, the healthiest thing for you is to have that boundary, but that's different than the person that just talks ugly, you know, about their family or their ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. or whatever, because that's going to be you next hundred percent. Yeah. If they're doing that now, they will absolutely be doing it to you or to someone else about you next for sure. Yeah. Is there anything that surprised you about dating apps and being single again? Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I, like I, I mean, I'm treating it, like I said, it's kind of like somewhere between a game and a job. Like, you know, I'm, I'm committed to finding somebody. I mean, I don't spend a ton of time except for the actual dates, you know, I, mean, I spend a couple of hours a week, maybe, you know, 30 minutes here or there. Um, but it's, it seems like so many people, I don't know what they're doing. Like, you know, they're just kind of pussyfooting around. I don't know what it is, but I think that's weird. Like, is it like, are they just getting their needs met by having faux intimacy with people on, you know, or um, I think that's been kind of surprising to me and how many men are scared to meet. It's like, you know, well, what, you know, what are you doing? I don't know. You just are, want to pen. Are they out? voicing that they're scared to meet or they're just like putting it off and not even bringing the conversation up and dodging it? Um, all, all of the above. I mean, I had one man I was talking to and I was like, you know, why don't we just go ahead and meet, you know, halfway. And uh, he was like, no, we have, we haven't talked long enough. And you know, he didn't even want to talk on the phone. He just wanted, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well. Um, I'll just be pen pals. Nope. No. Nope. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think that's been the biggest surprise. Um. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest surprise and a little bit of a disappointment, I think. Have you found other ways to meet people or have you tried to look for other ways to meet people besides the apps? Um, I do some hangout stuff with Meetup. And so, yeah. um, 
and I know I hear you using the term in the wild and it always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've joked with my friends a couple of times I've kind of had an opportunity and I forget I'm on the make. Like, it's like when I'm out and about, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't like small talk. And so, so, but I have tried to kind of be more conscious of, okay, I need to be ready, you know, like just be aware. It's not like I'm, you know, I don't have to wear my evening gown in the grocery store, but if I see somebody or, you know, something kind of happens organically. In fact, I listened to a thing the other day on um, Life Kit on NPR about meeting people in the wild and, you know, just sort of, you know, talked about you're not. And they said, don't look at it like I'm going to get this guy's number no matter what. But just look at it as making friends and and putting it out there a little bit. Um, but it's really for me not so much anxiety. It's more I just forget. Uh, I'll be I'm at listening to music or at a restaurant. I'm engaged with what I'm doing with the people I'm with. I just kind of forget. But I'm trying to be awake a little more and notice. <laughs> I will say I almost think it's better to live that way where it's not the number one thing on your mind. Otherwise. The flip side of that, and I was definitely in this position at some point, and I know many other people who are, it's every time you go anywhere, even if you're just going out with your girlfriends for dinner, in the back of your mind, you're like, well, maybe I can meet somebody or if there's someone cute there or like I got to go home with somebody's number. like, And that it's it drives you crazy. It's, it consumes you and that's not healthy either. So I almost think it's better to have your mindset of you're just living your life. Yeah. But also being open to something happening. Yeah. I think that's a better. Yeah. Have you gone on any dates that you would consider like a date fail or like a crazy story? Oh yeah. We had a couple. (laughs) Oh my God. Let's hear them. (laughs) Don't, don't hold back. (laughs) (laughs) So this one was just bizarre. Talked, you know, kind of fell through the usual Talked in the app a couple of times, talked, I think we texted, emailed, I don't remember. We met, we met at an um, outdoor, um, small venue, outdoor concert. Again, see, I'm getting that too for right? Um, so, you know, and, you know, he did drink maybe a little too much, but at one point he takes out his phone. <laughs> he was a widow and he shows me his dead wife's shoe collection. It was ginormous and they were all cataloged different, like white to off-white, pearl white, tan. They were cataloged. It was huge. And then he says to me, what size shoe do you wear? Oh my God. Yeah. I have to get rid of my wife's shoes. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And all I could think of, so this is, I'm kind of like have a dark sense of humor. All I could think of is, does he want me to wear her nighty too? Like, what the freak? This is creepy. This is oh, so creepy. my God. Were you the same size? Did you find out? No. And I wanted to say, well, her shoes are too big for me. So kind of like she a She didn't fit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That <laughs> is crazy. More teeth than your wife. But uh, that was just sort of, oh. That's, that's wild because on one hand, it's like, who knows? Like maybe in his mind, he thought he was just being like really thoughtful and kind, like offering you all of these shoes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That is, uh, I'm assuming there was no second date. No, I think he was embarrassed too. Cause I never heard back. So I think he, <laughs> he knew and maybe it was because he drank too much of them. And then the other, I guess my other best story is, um, so the guy's ad was, um, he had a lot in there about, you know, I'm the person that's going to hike to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. You know, let's go to the Grand Canyon. We're not going to just sit on the rim, that kind of thing. Side and, note, I love that you're referring to them as in their ads. <laughs> I, I love that so much. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing. We're putting it out there. It's true. Um, so he, um, so we met. Um, for a canoe for a canoe ride and I had the canoe and so bless his heart I mean this part is a little bit sad he couldn't really even walk he had been in a horrible um, accident 
and his feet were really, um, you know, crippled. But you're like, but why did you have that in your ad? That so he could barely get to the canoe. Um, oh no! I know. But then the part that you can laugh at because that's sad. But I don't know why you'd have that in your ad. But the sad, the crazy part is. I had him, I think in mine, I had a picture of a Bloody Mary maybe. Um, But anyway, he had like a whole thermos. He was already drunk. It was 1030 in the morning. He was drunk. And he said, here, taste this. And I I didn't even, it tasted like gasoline was not like anybody. He said, I ran out of vodka, so I mixed vodka and gin together to make this Bloody Mary. Um. And so all my friends and family, they're all like, I can't believe you went with him. But in, it wasn't because, you know, I didn't care about hurting his feelings or anything. I wanted a canoe ride. He was there. So I just made sure I had my life jacket on. And I knew, like, I could save myself. Like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't class three rapids or anything. And I was like, I'll just, if he gets weird, I'm just going to kick away from him and in the canoe. And <laughs> Right. I'm going on it's living on the edge to go in, on a canoe, probably like at the edge of a forest on like a lake or something with a stranger who is now drunk, but also can't really walk. Yeah, I know. It's I know. I, I know it sounds very risky, but I didn't feel like it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. I got it. That's okay. so funny. No, I, I love I love it, though. I love it. The important thing was I got outside on my canoe ride. (laughs) Exactly. And that is the mindset everyone needs to have. There is still a win and it's a funny story and nothing bad happened. (laughs) Is there anything that I haven't asked you about or that you were hoping to share? No, I think, I think, um, I think we pretty much did it. Yay. Well, then I have one last question for you. What okay. is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? This one's so hard because I know you were going to ask that, right? But there's so <laughs> many right nuggets out there. Then give um, them all. Give them all. But yeah. I think um, I'm going to combine two. But I, I think you do, you know, if you find your person quickly, that's awesome. But I do think you have to kiss a lot of frogs. Um, and, and I think you can learn about yourself and grow from each of that. So I think that's okay. And just show up as your best version of yourself. And that's whether you're on a date or, you know, whatever it is you're doing in life, just show up, you know, to be your best, be your best person and your person will come. I love that so much. I've loved every second of this. And I'm so, so glad you reached out and just thank you for listening, for coming on and sharing your story with everyone. And yeah, I like wish I could give you a hug right now. Virtual hug. Virtual hug. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.